to pass the time is I think of a person who shouldn't exist, but just Mm. logically does. And the latest one I've come up with is a Mormon girl who got pregnant at 16 and then at age 18 left on a mission. Wait, I Um, I like this. Yeah, I think. So like from her child age, like one and a half to three (laughs) did not know their mother. Yeah, exactly. Or did they? Or did she? Did, does she take the baby with her? Well, so if it actually happened, she'd have to leave the kid behind. And I feel like the reason that I know that this hasn't happened is because it would absolutely be on the church website about like how heroic she was. Is like incredible. About how she sacrificed motherhood to yeah, go on this. This trip. woman decided to serve God. I mean, actually, in all seriousness, that wouldn't happen if a guy left behind a kid to serve yeah. a mission. That would be cool. But the reason if that a woman like, did it? Yeah. Mm. The reason that women aren't pressured to go on missions in the church is because people are like, well, they're you know, they're they married have and have kids. Oh, yeah, whatever. They're, fine. they're doing other things. Um and some of them, you know, the overachievers, like, the tryhards, like my mom, do both. Uh-huh. Wow. Um yeah. I prefer the idea of she still goes on a mission, but with like the baby, like And it's like a buddy cop movie. It's <laughs> Well, yes, first of all. Uh, <laughs> they like give a the baby, baby a little name tag? Yeah. And the baby's like strapped to it with a name tag and like a tie. Yeah, I can see that. I, ooh, I got to pitch this. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll go to Deseret Books right now. I'll be like, yo, guys, I've <laughs> got a moneymaker for you. for you. <laughs> yeah, strap in. Um, Much like the baby, strapped in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I strapped the, the, the head of Deseret Books to my chest like a baby. And then it's, walk into the boardroom like that. And I go, all right, like everybody. It's like the bit of robbing a bank covered in babies because the cops logically <laughs> won't shoot the babies. Especially, you know, well, white babies. Yeah, as you say, you know, we do have yeah. to note. Um, Armored, covered in white babies. And then you rob a bank because no cop's going to shoot a baby. Yeah. So, like, no one's going to slam the door in the face of a missionary who has a baby strapped to their chest. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you going to do? Leave this baby out in the cold and snow? And me along with it? <laughs> No, you're not going to do that. Yeah, let um, us inside and let us talk to you about a good Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, it's the Doug Zone, everybody. Uh, we're trying out a new cold open that has nothing to do with Doug <laughs> or the episode. Um, but I just wanted to talk about that. I think uh, it's a good I, idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um, let me see. I think it's the reason that I the reason that I, I wanted to try out a bit was because my uh, woke porn titles tweet didn't get any traction in my group chat. Your they did not like it at all. Porn titles. Yeah, wait, hang on. Let me let me find it. Um, Go ahead and uh, give me some of those. I think that'll okay. be good. Uh, I did have so no, ex- it was just a tweet about them. It, there weren't actual woke porn. T- oh, oh, I had dang one. it. So I, yeah, I said, uh, imagining, uh, you know, woke porn titles that say things like, you know, Latinx sex worker practices ethical non-monogamy with five BIPOCs, um, things like that. Uh, and the point behind that tweet is actually very woke if you think about it, uh, but I will not elaborate. Anyway, what were you saying? <laughs> Well, that made me think of something else. My um, little cousin was talking to me about how, like, some girls on her soccer team have two moms and two dads, and there's one girl who has, like, two dads and one mom. Mm. 
And her mom was talking to her about it. And she was like, you know, families come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. And all that matters is that they love each other. And she looks at him and and goes, then why do some people have no family? Oh. And I was like, oh, power. She even said a guy's name. Oh, yes. She was like, then why why does he have no one? And we were all like. Oh. You come at your kid with arms wide open and they just respond by smashing you in the face with a baseball bat. <laughs> As like, they should. Yeah. That is, that's an incredibly funny reaction to like a polyamorous couple. Yeah. It's like doing like a children starving in Africa type of thing. You're like, well, there's children out there who have no parents and you want and to And they have, have three? <laughs> you want to have five parents? Really? Okay. You have four moms and Jimmy <laughs> has none? You know how selfish that is? polyamory is rooted in white privilege which okay well actually when i say it like that suddenly it doesn't sound as crazy as i i thought it was to begin with that's all ds uh would agree (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i that was another bit i thought of was like a mormon person who tries to like join a polyamorous group um and then like gets kicked out lds porn is like a big thing but do you think flds porn is a big thing Wait, what's LDS porn? Like just made by, oh, made for, porn? or made about? About. Mm. There's also porn made f- for Mormons where it's like part of it's covered, but censored in a really weird way. Let me find it. Some. Sounds like what? Like Japanese style? Like Yeah. It's like, you know those video games? Like the little, where you like play Tetris and then it's a girl with like. Oh yeah. Where you like get oh, the here, ads. Here. Yeah. I love those mobile game ads where it's just like. It's just Candy Crush, and then there's just, like, a woman with her tits out on the side. So They're especially wild, because you get them on, like, the most innocuous mobile games that you're playing, too. And you're like, where did this come from? Why did they think that this would be a good combination? For those of you wondering why I'm talking so much about Mormons, I I systematically go down, like, ex-Mormon rabbit holes. There's some dark rabbit holes to go down in that world. Oh, oh, it's, it's insane. But yeah, so yeah, um, so so this is called it's called Mormon bubble porn. Oh no! And it's like, wait a minute, I think I've heard about this. <laughs> Isn't it like there's like a, there's holes taken there's out of circles. pictures, right? Yes. Yeah, where did I hear about? I think it might have been in a voice chat uh, with you guys before. Let's probably. See. Yeah, wait. It's, so it's send me this I thing. Let me make about. sure that I I'm thinking of the right thing. So they'll like take. They'll take pictures and then overlay like a thing with circles cut out of it. So that way it covers up all their clothes. And so your brain fills in the naked parts. That's like, this is what I mean when I say like the repression of religion leads people to do like insane and horny things that they would never do if they were just having sex. Because that is not a thought that has ever once crossed my mind. Ah, text from my Mormon grandfather. Let's take a look at the scripture. That's about bubble porn. Yeah, what does he know? Um, <laughs> what does he know? Oh, no. Oh, hell yeah. This is a banger quote. One second. Let's let's read through this thing together. Because uh, the first sentence is, only your unbelief will keep God from blessing you. Um, oh, oh, wow. Which, uh, hot take. What about Job? But anyway, um, yeah, wrecked with facts and logic, grandpa. Uh, let's see. Mormon. It's it's very bizarre. Yeah, this is insane. <laughs> the fact that like people did, especially the fact that all of the people in these photos are clearly clothed. Yeah. I also like the ones that are just like buff guys. Um, oh no, yeah, there's there's bubble like male porn as well. 
that's really weird. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> These are so dark. I don't like this yeah, at all. Yeah, just the idea of being so sexually repressed that you like are put are spending like a while editing this. Yeah, you're spending your time like making your own porn out of like your friend's yeah, Instagram. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's really dark. Mm-hmm. And it's like at that point, couldn't you just like use your thumbs and like cover up the parts? Like the girls in the bikinis, like just just two bars. Does that not do it? Equally insane behavior, but yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. no, it's equally insane, but significantly less effort. It's much easier. Um, <laughs> this made me sad. Um, just <laughs> learning about this, I was like, I don't, I don't like this. Um, but yeah, as a side note, it's so funny because like, um, there's a couple, there's a there's a kind of Mormon guy online who spends all of his time and energy online posting about like pornography and the evils of it. And you know, you know what he's yeah, doing when he's The not. lady doth protest too much is what I yeah, have to say about like, that. It's like, how did you know specifically about the evils of disabled midget porn? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is real personal. Yeah, no, and like the, the especially funny about it is like when I, I, I was a repressed Mormon teenager, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't do anything. You know, I, I followed all the rules and then I just started having sex. So I kind of just jumped over the middleman. Uh, hey, so, that's that's the best way to do it. Just yeah, which is the way to do it. And then be normal. Yeah, so like I don't doubt that it's bad for your brain or anything, but also I simply do not watch it. I don't, you know, spend no. all my time posting about how I don't watch it because Yeah, it seems you know. really one time I was at like this this I used to go to a like Christian summer camp. Oh yes. And there was one guy when we were like fourteen that was like I used to be addicted to porn and like told us this just like day one. Yeah. We we're all like, whoa. And when you're that young, it's like this is your parents' fault specifically. Yeah. Um like the it's industry. Like go, it's like going to AA when you're yeah, seven. Exactly. Like, it, the like industry how is are bad. You five years it, sober when you're twelve. It's exploitative, but also it's not made for eleven year olds. Um of course <laughs> there are that will destroy your bad. brain. That's yeah. You being addicted to it, mm, probably not on the people making it. Yeah, so this ends our anti-porn PSA. Yes. PSA. Porn is um, bad. Yeah, porn is bad, and so but are the people who post it. about it all Yeah, porn is um, bad, so are the people against it. Everyone well, yeah. is evil. I, I did, I so one time at a philosophy discussion group in my Mormon school, I had a great mm, time yes, making yes. the argument that porn isn't bad, but capitalism is, and that's what makes it bad. Yeah. Um, which was really funny because I got fans to watch. Is truly the proletariat seizing the means of production. <laughs> so true, means of reproduction. They're seizing. The means. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay. I'm sure someone has made that joke before, but I'm still proud of it. Anyway, no, but yeah. So my argument was like morally, it's a neutral thing, but it's bad because capitalism exploits people, and mm-hmm. you know, having someone film your naked body is just a more clear form of exploitation than destroying yeah. your body in a factory. And that's mainly because of also the way sexualization is stigmatized and yeah, exactly. things like that. Um, yeah, it's almost like, you know, we should. Anyway, uh, it, was just, it was just very funny watching, um, just very funny watching like the people who agreed that it was evil go like, well, I don't think it's bad because of capitalism. I think it's just bad. And that's what you call them the capitalist pay and spit on them. Yeah. Yeah, and they go, it was so funny, because they're like, look at how it treats its workers. Look at the way that these women are being treated. They don't have any like, power. Yeah, so, we're agreeing. If only we could do something about Wait, that. you're saying the workers in large corporations don't have power? Yeah, 
Yeah, and they're like, yeah, that's what makes it bad. And I'm like, interesting. So let's talk about So let's Amazon. talk about what capitalism <laughs> means. Yeah, and so it's so funny because they go like, no, this specifically should be illegal. That will solve the problem and end Factory exploitation fine. everywhere. fine. Yeah. Black lung, totally okay with me. Um, but anyway. <laughs> but if a girl makes OnlyFans... <laughs> She's a whore. Anyway, um, <laughs> which I agree with uh, 100%. <laughs> uh, no, I think I've said it in the voice chat before. Um, sex work is work, and that's why I'm opposed to it. Um, yeah. But <laughs> anyway. Do it for free like the communists you should be. <laughs> for love of the game, purely. Um, so that ends our, uh, our wild direction for wait, that cold open to go in. That's yes. a really good one as a prostitute who's not in it for the money. That's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but, like, she's still getting paid. She just, like, burns yeah. the money afterwards. Like, yeah, she, like, her. donates it all to, like, a <laughs> oh, that's orphanage. Yeah. That I feel like that is the sort – there is a person like that who's just incredibly online and very annoying on Twitter who's like, oh, I'm a prostitute, sure. but my parents pay my rent. I donate all of my money to mutual aid. It's like five dollars every it's month. One of those but- things where every, like now, people are turning against like the white OnlyFans girls who have no reason to do it. Or people are like, "Why yeah. are you? Like, do it if you want to, but why?" Remember when Bella Thorne got on uh, got on OnlyFans and just posted photos from her Instagram? That's kind of a sick move. I oh, I wanted to support it so badly, but she did like you know make life work worse for like. Actual, actual people who were on there, work. which is a bummer. Um, but it was so funny when I she was just like, "Do a great bit for the wrong reasons." <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> unrelated to the people we were discussing off mic. Um, but great bit, can't great do bit. it, can't do it. Um, any listeners, if you're listening at home, uh, which I know you are, you have to be listening anyway. If you are, I've learned, you know, mentioning something that happened off mic draws you in. Uh, it makes you want to know more. We'll never we'll tell talk you. about it on the Patreon that doesn't yeah, maybe exist. Maybe we'll talk about it on the Patreon that we'll start at some point. <laughs> never. Uh, we're like the Coen brothers. We will never give you a satisfying ending and you'll love us for it. Mm-hmm. Um, or the Wachowski sisters, because we're trans. Have you? Did you see the new Matrix movie? No, I didn't. Me neither. I, I want to, though. Um, I really liked the headline that was like, Keanu Reeves didn't know it was a trans allegory, but says it's cool. That's so That's awesome. one of my favorites. Powerful energy from that headline. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> Did you see? Did you know this was a trans allegory? No, but that's fine. There's okay. a video that was going around TikTok a while ago, like a guy who had been in prison for 20 years. They don't mention what he did to get a 20 year sentence. So I'm just hoping that it was just he had some drugs on him. Uh, but Let's he go like, with that. Yeah, someone like asked him in a comment, like, do you support the LGBTQ movement? And he responded to it in a video where he's just in the car and he looks at his wife like helplessly like do i and she goes it's gay people and he goes oh yeah they're cool uh, which <laughs> is so funny <laughs> he's like what am i supposed to say here um anyway very so funny. listeners as you may have been able to glean from the fact that we just spent 15 minutes talking about i'm not sure what but <laughs> we just spent 15 minutes doing whatever um, we did not have a Doug video this week. Uh, this was a more relaxed a respite, fit. Let's it's say, a, yeah, it's a respite. Um, I the horrors that were inflicted upon me by Kikassia. I need a minute. They they did not rest, and so naturally, I did the healthy thing and I started looking okay. up every possible Matt, bit of information. Can I be yes. completely honest with you? 
Yeah, go ahead. I watched Cassia again after recording the episode. I did too. I didn't want to admit it. <laughs> You're joking. No, I'm not. Because I was like, well, there's scenes that I missed. Well, it-, it was it was like on in the background playing on silent, and then I went back to it, and I was like, you know what? Let's give it a oh, second nice. chance. Yeah, I put it on double speed. But I was like, there's scenes I, I missed. 1.25 once again. Yeah, the most insane possible thought. I was like, maybe it will make sense if I watch the whole movie. Yeah, maybe this was my <laughs> fault. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't. Yeah. It's like this famously bad movie. Maybe I'm the one who's in the wrong here. I it's love like, the idea of watching a movie and being like, maybe I was the problem in that. Well, yeah, it's it's like the reverse of what I usually do. I get made fun of in every Discord I'm in. Because whenever I watch like a classic film for the first time, I like message everybody. I'm like, damn, this movie rules. Uh, to which everybody responds, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a critically acclaimed movie. What were you expecting? The Godfather, pretty cool. And yeah, everyone's like, like okay. agreed. Yeah, hot take. Oh, I would love to become like a film bro, but uh, no, like the equivalent of like the soft boys who like like little known indie bands such as yeah, the yeah, Arctic yeah. Monkeys, but for films. Or I'm like, yeah, I like some kind of underground directors have you ever heard of have you heard quentin tarantino of and paula yeah, that guy exactly. but like did you know that quentin tarantino is only have one you guy heard of christopher nolan he's pretty cool <laughs> he's pretty underground i don't know if you've heard of him um taking girls to the movie theater and be like this will be something special and it's a marvel <laughs> movie <laughs> i'm doing that with izzy tomorrow um <laughs> she still hasn't seen no way home and so it's good yeah, it's good. I, In spite of myself, I liked it. And I'm going to be honest, I am... Initially, I was telling myself when I bought the tickets, like, I'll go in and try to hate it so I can it, leave. Yeah, no, that's what I did too. And it's funny that both of us did this, are the same kind of mentally ill, where yeah. we watch a movie that everyone liked, and we're like, we must dislike this. I'll find something wrong And then we watch a it. movie like Kick-Assia, and we're like, <laughs> I'll watch it a second time just in case this one's on me. <laughs> Clearly, like, I did something wrong. <laughs> That's a really good point. What is wrong with both of us? Yeah, our polarities have been reversed. Um, but so anyway, I so the contrarian. I, yeah, exactly the contrarian. Yeah, Doug Walker's mo- movies are. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to. Yeah, you know, I'll take oh, a woman on a date. Okay. I'll be like, here's a treat you might not have heard of: to boldly <laughs> flee. Um. So and then yeah. instead of showing her the movie, you show her Doug's review of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> for a loop. Oh, that would be incredible. Yeah, I'm like, all right, we're gonna watch. Uh, <laughs> what's the one that he made like the full length review of? It was before the wall. Uh, Moulin Rouge. That's the one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be like, yeah. Hang watch on. Moulin Rouge. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. Do you want to watch a musical together? Let's watch the musical review of Moulin Rouge. Um, which I haven't seen his review. I just know it's full length and musical. Oh god. But I have to say, I'm inclined to agree with Doug. On saying that it's a bad movie because it's one of the worst films I've ever seen. Um, oh, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite tweets about it is just Boz Lerman isn't even gay; he's just annoying, um, which is really That's really a funny good thing post. to say about anyone. It's a really funny thing to say about anybody. Um, so anyway, like I said, so we both rewatched Cassia independently of each other. Um, I I hate this. <laughs> it's still bad, everybody. It's still not good. But and while, while I was I... watching it. I was, I was, were you I was also, doing some research on Spoonie. Okay, so you were doing research on Spoonie. I was researching Kickassia while it was yeah. playing. I like had the split Dark. screen going on my iPad, and I was just like watching one half, scrolling through reviews on the other. Mm-hmm. So what we're gonna do for this episode, a little more relaxed fit to uh, ease us out of this year, 
um, is I've just found, I found some fascinating facts about it and I'm just going to read them for Jillian who does not know about any of them. No, Um, I have no idea what you have prepared. I am genuinely excited because on my Spoonie (laughs) adventure, um, let me tell you, uh, I want to unabashedly stand Spoonie because of the fan fiction he's writing, (laughs) like the fan fiction script he's writing on Twitter. Spoonlock? Yeah. I spoke want- that entire thread after we recorded last yeah, week. Yeah, me too. So. <laughs> I, I, so I want to love him. And he has a good dog that looks startlingly like one of my dogs. <laughs> like, but dang. Just like one of your dogs. But yeah, Hard so, to like. The good thing about Spoonie is that in the facts that I have acquired about this movie, he only showed up once and uh, he was the good guy. Uh, notably, of course, uh, Lindsay Ellis was the other good guy in that story. Oh, so, you know. Who was the bad guy? Was it Doug? It was Doug, yeah. Or was um, it Rob? Rob's consistently a bad guy as well. Rob is. So that's the thing that I found from, like, every behind-the-scenes thing I've ever found. Is that Rob's evil? Yeah, it's like, Doug Rob is just... Is a deeply evil man, and Doug Walker is an incompetent yeah. guy. Doug is like George W. Bush, and Rob is like Dick Cheney. Like, yes. he's the one who's behind-the-scenes doing 9-11, uh, whereas, you know, Doug is just like the idiot fail son who's just brought along for the ride because his dad was also evil. Except I actually don't he... know if Doug's dad was evil, so he might be yeah. a lovely man. He appears in Kikassia. He has was a he... voice cameo. Yeah. Um, oh, he makes okay. a, He makes a cameo in all of the movies, um, which is awful. Leave your family out of this, Doug, please. Doug, um, was your brother not enough? Must yeah. you take down the whole family <laughs> Must line? Must you drag more of them into this? <laughs> Uh, Must so the, you drag the Walker name through the mud even more? So since Spoonie's been brought up, we'll just bring that one up first. So yeah, Lindsay please. Ellis was, at the time of filming this, a grad student at a film school. Um, okay. And the first day on set, she apparently walked up to Doug and was like, hey, so like, what's the plan when it comes to craft services? And Doug laughed in her face. He thought she was joking when she asked, like, will food and water be provided to us? Can Um, I at least have a water bottle and some goldfish? Yeah, like, he thought that was funny. I guess Doug thought it was like a bring your own lunch to the film set type of thing. Uh, It's so funny because he wants it to be seen as a real movie, but does nothing to make it be seen as a real movie. He has no idea how real, real movies work. Yeah. Um, and anyway, the only, he only took it seriously when Spoonie, who was just in the room, was like, no, she's right. We should have food on set. And I was like, oh. please have a sandwich? So yeah, the first day, there was pretty much no food provided. Or at least by Lindsay's telling, she doesn't remember any. Um. Okay. Speaking of the first day, principal photography for this film Mm -hmm. lasted four days. Which is insane. That is psycho wow. behavior. Yeah. Um, yeah, they filmed- Somehow that's way... Like, that's an insane amount of stuff to film in that short amount of time. But, but also, also, it feels where like they have- those four days go? I know. That's the crazy thing. It's like, that's an insane amount of time to film anything on. But somehow but it's like- it feels like an afternoon. Yeah, there must have been a better movie on the cutting- Oh, it feels like an afternoon, you say. Um- it's funny you should say that. All of the oh. outdoor scenes were filmed in one day. Oh, um, okay, cool. In sequential order. Uh, I which is, love that. Yeah. They, I want to shoot every movie like that. Yeah, Just the next- fly people from location to location. Yeah, they every had a single camera. Every actor's gotta be there. Yeah, they, they only had one camera as well. And um, 
that's awesome to think about is the fact that they're like, you know, Lindsay Ellis, Doug Walker, and Spoonie are like driving off to an apartment while everyone else sits in the Molossian desert just waiting for them to come back with the only camera. Yeah. That rules. Um, but yeah, so those those are like the most immediate and jarring facts. All YouTubers, I found out. how did they only have one camera? I know it's insane. Um, the second movie, like the one that we'll be discussing next Christmas, uh, stay tuned, everybody. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Suburban Nights with a K. How clever! Uh, that one is. Uh, they had several cameras basically because after like the first day. Lindsay Ellis and one other person who like had any experience with films basically just took over filming because they're like, this is this that is the worst thing sense. I've ever seen. You need to give me the camera. Why wouldn't they let the girl who went to film school have a little more say in this? It's so funny. Um, I was reading a thing that someone had. I know it was a podcast where I heard this. I was listening to a podcast about Kickassia because other mentally ill people have talked about it. Um, and my favorite description that someone gave of Lindsay Ellis was. She's too smart to be involved in this. She's too talented to be involved in this. But she's not a good enough person to not be involved with this. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, which checks out uh, based on everything I've heard and read about Lindsay Ellis. Anyway, uh, let's see. She is smart and talented. She's just deeply unlikable. Yeah. Uh, In the classic... The classic... Actually, no. I guess everybody else on Channel Awesome is neither smart nor talented... You can't, you know are likable. No man has all three. Uh, most don't even have one. Most don't even have one, yeah. Um, Jew warrior? There's <laughs> no way he had one of those things. Oh, it's so fucking What dark. if he was just a cool guy behind the scenes? No, behind the scenes, Jew warrior, uh, like, repeatedly groomed people and then shot himself in the head when the allegations were going to come out. <laughs> Jew warrior? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, fun fact about that. Uh, so I I discovered all this because I was I. Wow, this is dark. I discovered the uh, I discovered the fact about like the craft services because I read the entire not so awesome document, um, in an attempt to like glean some facts about Kickassia, and I did I got that. But yeah, so Jew Wario was like I said, he was like grooming people and shot himself when the allegations were going to start coming with out with a shotgun. That's, yeah, which that's you know, legit. yeah, the old Hemingway paint job, as I call it. Status um, inactive. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Um, but yeah, so anyway, apparently that's one of the one cre- of my tombstones status inactive. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, just like the little gray Discord circle when you're not online. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, um, one of the other creators on the website, when they found out, because like this was before everything came out, so he was just sort of known as like the wholesome guy, which is really weird. Like he was like, yeah, he was, like, he was the part McElroy of the whole... of his day, basically. Like he was like mm. known as like the silly soy fun dark. Boy. Of what's gonna happen next? Yeah, um, yes. I don't trust the the. The middle one, I don't think. I think that's the yeah. One Travis is the one that you shouldn't trust. Oh, it's so funny that since the McElroys have like blown up. up, yeah. Since they like they recorded, they record like every aspect of their family interactions, right? Like there is nothing left Haunting. to Haunting. themselves, which means that like now they have to like do PR mediations whenever Travis like plays Among Us and yells at people on stream, which is just the funniest <laughs> way for their arc to end for me. Oh, um, no. Especially because, like, one of the first podcasts I listened to was yeah, The Adventure rough. Zone, which is uh, quite funny. Anyway. Um, yeah, I listened to 
a lot of stuff that they yeah come out came out with and then you know it i'll just... still on occasion listen to stuff yeah not, i not often Justin and Griffin, the uh, older and younger of the brothers, I I genuinely like them. Like I think oh, I find Griffin like, funny. Yeah, I think that they are genuinely pretty funny. And Travis McElroy, oh boy, when he introduces himself as the middleest brother, I want to shoot he, myself. He sure means it. Um, he is <laughs> he correct is the middleest. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, McElroy tangent aside, we're going to return to Jew Wario. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, after he like shot himself. Uh, because his grooming allegations were about to come out. Uh, one of the guys on the website, like, oh, he, it was it was part of the whole not so awesome controversy. Yeah, like this all came out with the not so awesome stuff. Dang. Uh, so one I of the guys got taken out on once. Yeah, so one of the guys on the website, like, apparently, like, emailed Mike Michaud and was like, "Hey, we should like do like an online wake type of thing where we all like you know share memories about him and upload it. You know, just sort of as a way to like celebrate right. him in his life." Um, which, you know, is especially dark looking back on it now. Yeah. But at the time, it's really, rough. it's a nice thought, right? Uh, it's a nice was, thought being like, I genuinely enjoyed this person's content. Here's a tribute to them. Yeah, like, let's make a content. He was our friend and coworker. And Mike Michaud responded by saying, oh, we already have something planned. Which, like, okay. And then followed it up with, besides, no one watches your content, so they won't care what you have to say. Wow. Which is psychotic um mike michaud and rob walker are just like evil and oh, doug is just an idiot yeah. who's going along with it um it's like the three judges that sentence you <laughs> you yeah, know exactly yeah two of them want to watch you hang and then the third and one's then like the well, other one those two guys can't be wrong i guess my so. two best friends don't <laughs> like you my friends and business partners have voted it's that the you definition must die of if all your friends jumped off the bridge, would you too? And yeah. Doug would look you in the eyes and go, Absolutely. Yes. Um, I will go down with the <laughs> ship. And he has. Yeah. So returning to Rob Walker, actually, this oh, is, wow. so I got this it's off of their good. IMDb page, which is so funny that this is just included on there as trivia. The biggest fight that Doug and Rob had over the film was the scene in which Film Brain captures the cinema snob for the trial. Rob had felt that music should have played over the scene, and he told Matthew Buck, in parentheses, Film Brain, to make weird sounds for this reason. Doug, on the other hand, felt the music was playing in Film Brain's head and didn't think that music was necessary. Doug and Rob didn't talk to each other for a week because of this. Wow. So... That's a very sibling thing, honestly. Yeah, but it's just... That's three days longer than it took to film the movie, which means that I am almost certain that for at least a few days of filming, they just weren't speaking to each other when they weren't on camera, uh, which is really, I, oh, I love that so much. It's such a stupid disagreement. I just love it. Um, let's see, what else have I got here? Doug um, Walker estimated that 20% of the dialogue was improvised, which, yeah, I estimated that too, Doug. Um not super difficult. I would have guessed a higher <laughs> yeah. thing, honestly. Uh, let's see. What else have we got here? I've got a couple ones. Um, oh, I, um, I also went on the TV Tropes page for Kickassia, hoping that I would find something fun. It's just, it was clearly only edited by like genuine fans of TV, of uh, Doug Walker and his content. 
Because it's all stuff oh, like... Oh, so sad. This is a brilliant subversion of this trope. It's like, no, I just don't think Doug understands how to tell a story. No, I think he thought he wasn't subverting anything. I thought, it, I think he thought he was doing it. Yeah, but you know how, like, on TV tropes, I don't... Do you go on TV tropes at all? Uh, occasionally. I know I, uh, what it is. Yeah, I do it when I need to research format. stuff like this. It's um, a good, like, crowdsourced yeah. media researching yeah, it's like thing. it's for those of you listening along at home it's exactly what it sounds like it's just like wikipedia but for fiction yeah. um anyway a great thing to do just like on wikipedia is basically just like i like to click on links until i end up somewhere insane and yes. um this was no difference i think it was called something like hot cousins or something like that was the name of the page what this is a trope and the or maybe it was like dating cousins the idea was like you know a character oh like dating the kissing cousins cousin. kissing cousins that's what it was yeah yeah okay that's that's a, a little less term. insane okay. than hot cousins i was like um, whoa but here's the first paragraph and i just want you to after i read this paragraph tell me mm-hmm. if you think that this person is a neutral party when it comes to this subject okay romantic slash sexual relationships between cousins in parentheses meaning generally first cousins as in the child of an aunt or uncle are a but- phenomenon that has been more accepted in some cultures and eras than others. A great many cultures today accept it, including the majority of the industrialized world. That's the first paragraph. No mention of the trope. He basically this just goes like... written by somebody who is actively fucking their first cousin. It's so funny that that's like... Like mid-intercourse typing yeah. this out. Like they... Yeah, doggy style, no, so they, I can add actually, to the TV tropes page. I take this back. They've written this and then sent it to their cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, they send this uh, yeah it's very much like a, a george michael and arrested development think about type this? Thing. yeah like you send them and you're like lol <laughs> wouldn't this be funny <laughs> um jk jk unless jk jk unless who knows um but yeah i found that and i just like so I, I made no like indication that this was a separate thing so i started reading that thinking i was going to get a doug walker fact and then realized that I had just pasted that into my document <laughs> with no context. That's very funny. There's no segue. Yeah. Um, oh, God. But yeah, the, the TV tropes page is so extensive. Like, there are at least, like, four tropes for every letter really? of the alphabet. It's awesome. Um, and the IMDb page is... It's funny because, like, it's all written as if it's, like, fun facts. But it's each... It's all, like... The most damning condemnation of their filming you've ever heard. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's good to have two. Yeah, this is why you get my, multiple sources for your papers. Or only two if you're us, probably. Or only two if you're me. Well, actually, I have several other sources as well. Um, but yeah, here, here's my the other one that I took yeah, from. Yeah, okay. This is, there's a lot in here. Yeah, here's the other one that I took from their IMDb. Many injuries were sustained over the course of production. So... I read Who that got, and I was like, how? How does this happen? The fence. Yeah, so I'm almost It's going to be the fence. Well, so one of the guys, yeah, it was Jason Polara. I'm not sure who he is in the movie, but he twisted both of his ankles, which is... Just, At the same time? That's how I can imagine it. It's just like they <laughs> both just were like... That's how I want to imagine it. Whoop! Like his ankles are just behind his head all of a sudden, <laughs> uh, which I guess is probably during one of like the running scenes. And Brad Jones... <laughs> I forgot about that. Brad Jones sliced his finger open on the metal insignia on the Nostalgia Critic's hat. Wait, how? (laughs) I don't know. I guess it just like has sharpened edges or something. Um, uh, And Rob Walker uh, gashed his knee on a rock while filming the charge for part two. Um, 
which rules uh bloodless carnage as a side note which is one of the tropes on here oh, yeah, will doesn't be say the like, name of a metal band doesn't it say oh, like very much so very much so <laughs> president bob bitch slaps the that guy with the glasses crew with the sword i love the fact that they mark things as spoilers yeah yeah <laughs> just go watch it first it's yeah very free yeah why would i watch a movie when i could just read its tv tropes page and know everything about it um i love that it's like the equivalent of reading a wikipedia plot summary but non-linear so you just get whatever um, yeah i like the idea of trying to piece it together yeah trying to impress a girl i'm like you know goodfellas is actually a great example of this trope um okay i i absolutely hate this where it says etu film brain is a a similar line to itself like that's the trope it points out with that line yeah it's a similar line that said earlier in the film uh, <laughs> i hate this movie so much um oh here's another uh good fact about the troubled production uh so jason Polara. okay this is lord cat i found i made a note in this one this i'm reading them out of order uh right. he argued uh, he and cold guy i don't remember who that is uh but he was in the movie apparently uh, but so they fought with Rob and Doug over how to actually produce something that wouldn't look cheap. So when he first joined they Channel did a Awesome, bad job. Yeah. So when Lord Cat first joined Channel Awesome, everybody like told him that Cold Guy was weird and no one liked him and that he should avoid him. Um, and then later they became good friends after arguing with Rob and Doug over this movie. Um, and nothing unites people like a common enemy. It's so funny because the uh, the last sentence really editorializes. It goes, the two would work together extensively on other projects, proving how much of a reliable, if quirky, friend Cold Guy was to, <laughs> to Lord Cat. Which, weird way to put it, especially considering that, you know, Mike Michaud now has a very documented history of attempting to isolate all of the members of yeah. Channel Awesome by telling them that other people are weird. Um, and I like that this guy found out that they became friends and his assumption was like, no, they were right that he's weird. But he just didn't care. He is weird. But I that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I, I'm willing to accept that. Um, let's see. My younger siblings have been starting to get into like, you know, like the YouTube, like not quite bread tube. I think I would pre- I would prevent them from going down that. But that's good. They're uh, they're starting to watch like some of the, the video essayists who are like tangential to it. Right. Like Sarah Zed and Jenny Nicholson who make like fun stuff. Right. I like their videos. What would you do if you walked in and they were watching ContraPoints? You're watching. I would like put my fist through the TV. Or Blair um, White. Which one would you rather? Oh, 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 I'm on record. I do have to say ContraPoints, but I won't be happy about it. Um, yeah, that's all. I'll like just hit possibly. When did she upload this? Hmm. Two years ago, no other videos, and yet her Patreon still going. Much to consider. Um, Coach, I know you're listening. I bet you're loving this bit, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I hope you're doing well. Um, the ContraPoint slander segment uh, will now close. Well, it'd be unfair of me to close Maybe. it before I say. Do you Do you have anything you would like to get off your chest about ContraPoints or BreadTube? Uh, not particularly. Okay. I Listen, we've all been to that dark place. Most of us made us back, made it back in one piece. We've all done it. I like some bread tubers. I uh, sure. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna read it verbatim, but I'm gonna mention another tweet I put out in this last week that was prompted by my Lindsay Ellis branch of research, where I said that bread tube is so funny because, like, you know, I'd say most of the guys on there uh, and the girls um, on bread tube are making like interesting content, 
um, mm -hmm. about like media and other stuff. And then every now and then it's just like the worst person in your sociology class started writing autofiction. Yes, uh, and you just kind of sure. have to take that. You spin that roulette wheel every time you click on a new video. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> ooh, a video essay on falling apart of modern media. And then you yeah. click it and you're like, oh, oh no. Oh, Lindsay Ellis has uploaded a video on cancel culture. Let's oh, see God. what she has to say. Have you seen that one? Oh, it's so cool. I haven't, but I've heard people talk about it enough in the Discord that I'm like. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was me. I forgot that I brought it up in the Discord as well. It wasn't just you. She is so clearly drunk for most of the video, um, which is incredible. Which is especially funny because she, like, as a running bit, was, like, pretending to take shots later on in the video. But, like, the first thing she says, she's, like, slurring her words. And it's like, Lindsay, no one made you record this video where she admits to being biphobic Tamara Wilson. That's my favorite of her confessions. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Mara Wilson? No. I'm uh, assuming it's a bisexual woman. Yeah. Former child actor and bisexual woman. She was um, Matilda was her big role. She was in Matilda. Oh, okay. And now she's like a vaguely annoying person on Twitter, but she has good politics. Like she's one of those people where like- You agree with, you just wish that they were saying it in a better way. Yeah. You just don't want to agree with them. Um, for sure. It's like when sure. Doug Walker says that Moulin Rouge is a bad movie. Um, anyway- uh, but, like, I don't have anything against her. It's not, it's no one's fault if they post cringe on Twitter, if they're a certain age, you know? Um, if you're, if you're a Zoomer posting cringe, though, um, grow You can't up. be doing that. I hate you. Um, that, the time for that was when you were 16. You're an adult now. You're 17. Stop posting cringe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Two so, weeks ago would have been fine. Yeah. No longer. Take accountability for your own actions. <laughs> I it's funny Blake. I'm saying this because like that's uh -huh. how I view myself. It's like I'll go through periodically and like delete tweets from when I was like 15. Oh yeah. Which I guess is a good move, but also I'm like, well, I don't want anyone to find this. I don't want any of my 100 followers to discover that I have idiot tweets in my past. And the tweets are always just like me posting like Weezer lyrics or something. Yeah, all of mine are non-offensive. They're just yeah. like kind of sad. They're just cringe, yeah. Like a lot of it is from like after I got dumped for the first time, and I was oh, like, oh no, sure, how sure. do I process this? Uh, and the Weezer. answer was just, yeah, I was posting Weezer lyrics. Um, God. Which is how you process, should process most things. Yeah, you need therapy when you have Weezer. Yeah, Weezer is literally free, unless you go to see them at the Hella Mega Tour. Which uh, both, which of, us both did. of us did. Just kidding. I didn't get to see them because one of the people I was with did a little too much drugs and started having a seizure. Look, look between the two of us, we saw a full Hella Mega Tour show. We did. Um, which is good. Still really weird to me that their singer has a mullet now. I don't like it. But anyway. Weezers? Yeah. Rivers oh, Cuomo God. has a mullet. Um, That's no good. Yeah, which... Can't my, be doing that. Yeah, I was told that he did the day before I went to the show and did not believe it until halfway through the set. Like, while I was watching, I was like, wow, maybe, yeah. maybe it's a wig. Maybe Rivers <laughs> Cuomo and my coworker are playing an elaborate bit on me right now. <laughs> Famous friends. Um, Rivers Cuomo and his one <laughs> and Matt's coworker. Yeah. Um, let me see. What were we talking about before this happened? We were saying something. We were talking about Kikassia, unfortunately. We were talking about Kikassia, tweeting cringe. Oh, Mara Wilson. Right. So yeah. Um, so like I said, she's openly bisexual. She's an actor, um, a little bit litty, but she's got good leftist politics generally. Anyway, yeah. she, when she came out as bisexual, she and Lindsay Ellis were very good friends um, because, you know, she was an actress and Lindsay Ellis was in film school. So they, you know, they're running in similar circles. 
Um, yeah. And then later in an interview, uh, you know, like the, the freaks on Twitter, who like closely watch who's following who notice that they unfollowed each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then later in an interview, Mara Wilson was like, yeah, when I came out as bisexual, um, lots of people were really accepting, which was good. And then there were a couple people who like weren't and said that they didn't believe me. Uh, and, you know, that stung a little bit. And there was speculation. I'm sure that neither of us have experienced anything like someone saying that, right? Neither of us have experienced someone saying anything like that. Um, <laughs> Never, not once. Not once. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, it was just, it was awesome because there was always speculation that it was Lindsay, right? Because they unfollowed each other around that same But then time. she just said it? But then Lindsay Ellis, in her video, where she's like... Side note, she called it, like, my list of sins or something insane like that. Because now I'm unsure. She's against cancel culture, yes? Lindsay Ellis is, well, we'll get to her views on cancel culture. Because she is one of those, like, you know, the expression, like, scratch a liberal and a fascist bleeds. It's not exactly that insane. But she made her career doing, like, the, kind of like the, so pop culture detective is, like, one end of this. We're talking a lot about YouTube today, which... I don't know why I'm saying that like it's an unusual thing. We, our yeah, podcast this, is this about podcast Doug Locke. is about, listen, we might be deeply unhinged and most of the time it's just us talking about being deeply unhinged. But sometimes these rare glimpses <laughs> of, of the actual subject matter is supposed to through. be. <laughs> but yeah, so Pop Culture Detective is like one end of like the, uh, the left-wing media critique. We're mm-hmm. like, I'm never really interested in his videos, but you know, every now and then one pops up in like my sidebar and it's, it's like, you know, it's like, it's okay for men to cry or whatever it's called. Uh, and then Lindsay and Ellis. You go, Pussy. Yeah, and, and I go, say not interested. Yeah. And I, I, I block him on every platform and I go, no, it isn't. <laughs> um, I, I was disagree. Th- I was thinking a while ago about uh, one of my, a girl I dated in high school, uh, not my first girlfriend who I actually still have a pretty good relationship with, by which I mean, we never really talk, but when we do, it's pleasant. Which is how your relationship with an ex should be, I think. Yeah, um, that's ideal. Yeah, no, uh, I had, um, actually, all of a sudden, I'm realizing, I don't want to say the specifics of what happened, but something okay. that happened. Um, basically, it's just not funny, is the reason I'm not going to bring it up. Okay, but, fair enough. Yeah, so it lit a series of events, an unfortunate series of events, uh, culminated in me crying in front of this woman uh, alone in my car. And she texted me later that day and said, normally watching a man cry would make me lose feelings for him, but I'm still attracted to you. (laughs) I think that's a good thing. Incredible. Uh, I'm using that. It's happening. Which like, I read that message and thought to myself like, nice. Um, Next time I see this guy that I'm talking to, I'm going to make him cry and be like, I don't hate you yet. I'm going to punch him in the nose and be like, I watched your eyes water and I'm still attracted to you. You're lucky. This is impressive. But yeah, anyway. (laughs) You lucky uh, son of a bitch. Yeah, so I read that message and did think to myself, well, that is an insane red flag. I thought, cool, she's still attracted to me. Um, I am lucky. And I, yeah, I thought of that a couple days ago, like just while I was eating breakfast out of nowhere. And I almost fell out of my chair thinking about that. I was like, wow, <laughs> there were insane warning signs from the very beginning with her. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And would you believe it? She hates me. Um, not the other way around. I wanna, I like this specific point in on TV tropes. That's the only mostly dead trope. Where it says, Barry apparently had to put himself back together after his premature explosion, but there are not enough stitches to heal the emotional damage. Oh, <laughs> Which is hell not yeah. said in the movie. The person who 
wrote that trope was like, like this spoke to me. I understood. I got this. this. <laughs> oh, I yeah. know what I'm tweeting after my next breakup. <laughs> but yeah, I so, know I exploded and I sewed myself back together. To briefly finish the, the Lindsay Ellis thing, like I said, she so she in her video goes basically she brings up like. Some people on Twitter have said that I was the person who was biphobic to Mara Wilson. And, and right. I was. Wow. And then, and then, so this whole video is insane because all of the video is like, um, it's all her like saying like, yes, I did do this thing that everybody says. And here's why it's good. Uh, or in the very least, like, and it was bad. But here's why Wait, I don't so think it was actually So is the video bad. like, you should cancel people, but you shouldn't cancel me? It's all like, so Lindsay, oh, wait, that's what I was saying before. Is like, she, she's like on the other end of the media criticism spectrum, where she's right. like, the presence of a sexist joke means a movie's bad and you're bad for liking it. Yeah, At which least, is just annoying. Yeah, that was her for a while. Yeah, she was very much like if the- If it's funny, it's funny. Yeah, like, it's, if it's funny, it's funny. Um, if it's not funny, be mad. Yeah, and she, I think she's probably mellowed out a little bit. I don't watch her content because I find her annoying, but I seem to think that she's probably matured at least a little bit in her media criticism. But it's really weird that she like made her career making points like that. And then now she's saying like, we need to be careful about the way that we approach media figures because they're people too. Um, Jeez, it's almost like she's a hypocrite and wants yeah. the negative attention torn, turned towards her. She realized she yeah. didn't like it. Which is especially funny Crazy. because she- the reason she trended on Twitter wasn't because she got canceled on Twitter for, like, some stupid shit. I think she said, like, Ryan the Last Dragon and Avatar the Last Airbender are the same property. And people said, like, well, Isn't that's... that just not correct? Yeah, it's... A, I don't think it's correct. Uh, and B, people were like, well, that seems racist. Which is a dumb response to that. That is a dumb response, but also a dumb yeah. thing to say. Exactly, yeah. Which is how it always works with Lindsay Ellis, and generally cancellation in particular. Um, but so she basically, she like responded and said like, they're everybody trying to cancel me as a white person and an idiot. Uh, at which point That's she- That's what I'm going to do if I ever get canceled yeah. is just be like, all of you are white. Yeah, you are all white now. You have been granted this. Um, but so then she canceled her Twitter account and that's when she started trending because, you know- Because she just deleted her tw- Twitter yeah, account like out of my, nowhere? Yeah, like my circles of Twitter all of a sudden, who don't care about Lindsay Ellis at all, were like, LOL, an annoying person deleted her account because yeah. Raya and the Last Dragon stands were getting mean. not what you're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. If people are pushing back against something you said, don't delete everything because then it really makes it seem like you had something to hide. Exactly. But yeah, so that's when she started trending and all of her screenshots- that she posts are people posting about her after she deleted her account, which Dark. means that either she was name searching from an alt or her friends incredible. were sending her tweets. And I don't also know which incredible. one's crazier. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, I hope that my friends are ride or die. Yeah. Either yeah. that or it's people being mean to her and being like, ha, look what people are saying about you. So yeah, I'm going to on mic. I want us to promise each other that if either of us gets uh-huh. canceled, we will send each other mean tweets uh, oh, in... I'm mailing them to you. Yeah. I'm printing oh, yes. them out and then mailing them to you. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, it's like two weeks later. I have forgotten all about it. And then I just get this you're stream living... of tweets going, No, like, you're Matt living on a farm yeah. in like, Idaho. You've reached your bliss. Yeah, I have escaped. I'm, yeah, I'm in it. Like You're finally happy. I've opened pers- an apple orchard. <laughs> yes, a mailman knocks on your door. It's it's one of those towns that like still has a milkman and like the post office is a guy with a satchel and he hands you a thick envelope yeah, addressed to you. And you say, like, and you it's open from, it up. 
it's just all these tweets going like at Matt K Ultra is furthering problematic <laughs> narratives with his tweets. <laughs> Matt K Ultra should kill himself. Pants to five minutes later, you're swinging yeah. from the rafters. Yeah, I'm swinging from the rafters. And you it, somehow like had a family in the two weeks. As I say, Izzy, who, is, yeah, who has become my trad wife and somehow <laughs> had children, walks in. Had several children, yeah. all like three years apart. Yeah, yeah. I entered like a um, I like entered like an alternative timeline is what happened like Mm -hmm. i just astral i did quantum suicide until i got to this one but your your letters somehow found me they followed my spirit oh Um, oh they'll find you (laughs) but anyway threat but yeah so uh so that will happen if we ever get canceled listeners um but yeah so Lindsay ellis's mara wilson one was she said like yes this person was me and i regret it but which is an incredible way to go but, but she she said something like her behavior reminded me of my straight roommate which is like the really <laughs> acting kind of straight so i'm gonna be homophobic yeah, it's so funny to, for some like a friend to go like you're my friend i trust you uh i'm bisexual and you respond i think you're straight i do not believe you uh which again I can't I stress think this you're enough. Straight, and that's bad. Yeah. Which again, I cannot stress this enough. Has not happened to either. No, of us. I've never um, had that happen. Not once. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, and then she, uh, like halfway through the video, uh, this is another thing that I don't think is very funny, but that I would like to bring up. Uh, she like trots out like an insane, like a very like graphic story about like an actual trauma that she experienced. Um, oh, she trauma dumps halfway through. Yeah, her she thing like about doesn't actual trauma dump. Uh, which on her own, I feel on its own, I feel like that video should be allowed to exist, right? Like recovering from trauma is not something I'm going to like judge a person for and you do it in your own ways and whatever. But if people get mad at you for posting about Raya and the last dragon, and then you go like, you do you want to like, hear? Yeah. You go like, well, I was sexually assaulted. Do you want to hear about how my mother assaulted. didn't love me? Yeah. Like everyone's that's, like, what? Yeah. Because basically the implicit thing was she, she also like at one point, like basically says like the people canceling me were Nazis um oh incredible yeah. that's the best move you know that totally valid argument that people yeah, make those whenever people the other side are for, always nazis yeah those people canceling me for calling asian people white when they responded to my Have criticisms you seen the headline that's like uh report state highest rate of anti-semitism in germany <laughs> and then <laughs> yes. it's like update <laughs> highest rate of anti-semitism in germany in the last in three less, decades yeah, so, oh, <laughs> I, oh i think about that one a lot that one I think about a lot, almost as much as uh, the queen is entering a new phase, and we may not see her till February. <laughs> yeah, which the queen means has she's entered a dead. Christmas. Yeah, she's she's gone there. And like it, I read the whole article, and it's like, and Prince Philip is our closest advisor, and I'm like, oh, the one next in line. It's like, Keeping oh yeah, an eye on I her. Bet he is cool. But yeah. Perfect. So anyway, TLDR on the Lindsay Ellis video. Uh, first of all, you should watch it. Uh, please, it is an insane watch all the way through. Because it is, she somehow does every single thing that you're not supposed to do in response to getting canceled in the span of like an hour. Um, That's incredible. This video is an hour long. It's almost, it might be an hour and a half. Actually, is it Holy longer shit. than Kegassia? Hang on. Let's do a quick little study. 
I'm going to look line up... them up perfectly, <laughs> it'll create an incredible experience. That's what, you know, like those, all those, like those memes that go around every year. It's like, if you start watching this movie at this time, then this line will happen at midnight. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Except it's like, if you start watching Lindsay Ellis's cancel culture video at this at time, midnight, she'll, she'll admit uh, to she'll being admit to be at midnight. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So Lindsay Ellis. Let's see. That's my way to ring in the new year. So Lindsay Ellis. Which is funny because I'll probably be working, and so the idea of me being like, I need to put on headphones for just a minute. Oh, for fuck's sake! It's called mask off. Um. Oh Jesus. Anyway, yeah. So one hour, forty minutes, and thirty-two seconds. Yeah, that. Uh, and then let's see how long Kickassia is. Yeah, it's long. Her video on cancel culture is longer than Kikassia, um, which is so cool. And better produced. And better produced. Um, and yet, no less. And somehow, no. I was gonna say somehow the characters are more likable. <laughs> uh, yeah, except I, for Kevin Ba. I love you, Kevin yeah, Ba. I liked I liked Lindsay Ellis more in Kikassia than I do in Mask Off. I'm gonna oh, be honest. Absolutely. Um, it might as the yeah. Sarah Palin knockoff the Sarah with the Palin weird male knockoff. gaze shots. Yeah. Oh, that, that shot's so weird. And like I that's the now the- hearing that like she was the one that went to film school. What if in like a bizarro turn of events, she's the one that suggested that shot? <laughs> I think the only <laughs> the think only about it. the it's only way unlikely. that shot could have been funnier is if it was like a fatal attraction style thing. So she's just like flashing her pussy at, at Doug Walker during the scene. I'm going to argue that it would be way funnier if it panned up and it was Doug. Yeah. Just like mini skirt. <laughs> Femboy Doug just dropped. Femboy um, Doug. Make the fan art, please. But yeah. Um, please don't. Please I, do I don't not send that. me Femboy Doug, fan, Femboy Doug fan art. But yeah, so anyway, like I said, it's just, it's very weird that she like does the trauma dump and then basically like heavily implies that if you were mad at her about anything else in that video... You shouldn't be because of that thing that happened to her. That's it's the same thing with people with like mental illnesses being like, you can't be mad at me. I'm autistic. Yeah. She which also, yeah, which is I true. do as a bit. Yeah, but no. listeners, if you ever get mad at Jillian, I will call you. you can't. Ableist. You're ableist. Um, yeah, if you ever get mad at me because I've been uh, granted autism status by Jillian, you're ableist. Um, yep, I'm literally neurodivergent and a minor. Um, but anyway. Uh, the other, okay, one last thing about this video, because it's been rattling around my brain since I watched it yesterday. Uh, she, I think it's a bit, I'm pretty sure it's a joke, but she says, I got a message from a friend who will remain anonymous. Right. And then she shows the message and it's just Todd in the shadows. Like she shows his name, (laughs) um, which I think is a bit. Good bit. It's a good Good bit. Good bit. But also it is insane to put that in a video where basically the only other jokes are just her drunkenly slurring, like, I'm a terrible person and you should all hate me. Isn't this what you want? And then, like, the other bit is her going, like, I'm not going to tell this person's name. It's Todd in the shadows. Hee hee. Like, just, it feels like a weird place to put that joke. Oh, for sure, for sure. Anyway, so we're going to return to uh, Lindsay Ellis uh, tangential stuff instead of actual Lindsay Ellis content. Um, And let's see, what other facts do I have? Because I feel like, oh, yes. I have another fact that I learned from Lindsay Ellis um, in the Not So Awesome document. Jillian. Yeah. How do you think they paid for this anniversary special? Good question. I can, you can guess if you want. I guarantee you it will not be correct. And, yeah, yeah, please tell me. 
They had unless it's in cookie dough and poker chips, which is the <laughs> legal currency of Malaysia. It's not good. So, in order to recoup the costs of this film, they made every Channel Awesome creator do other crossover videos on their own time, and then they made them donate all of the proceeds, all of it, all of it, to like Doug and Mike Michaud to recoup the costs. What costs? I. I don't know, like the the craft purposes, the single water bottle. (laughs) Yeah. The water bottle and goldfish you got and the costume that Doug bought himself. Yeah, the filming rights to Melossia. Yeah, because like, I don't think Kevin Ball was like, give me $3 million. They probably gave him like 50 bucks and he was like, cool. Yeah, I was gonna say, he. so here's the thing. He didn't say give me $3 million, but he did say give me 3 million rolls of cookie dough. And that... (laughs) And let me tell you. Ain't cheap. In this economy? In this... (laughs) Um, cookie dough in this economy do i have any other how will they ever financially recover but yeah so like i said insane the most insane way to go about doing that is going you all have to film crossovers and then give us your money give us all of the money oh let's see what else have we got that it looks like that is all of the behind the scenes information i have had and i would like to say this episode we might not have stayed on topic but we were pretty much on theme throughout which is rare for us. Yeah, that that is a weird one. Oh, I just this is dark. I just I was just watching Kickassia and it was so great to see the Channel Awesome crew together and friends. I wish that something like Channel Awesome will come around again. It was so inspiring. Oh, oh wait. Hang on. There is one other thing. Uh with your permission, I found the two official critic reviews that are linked on IMDb. Oh, incredible. Uh and I'm just going to skim over those right now. Because one of them is called is from a website called hercampus.com. And let me tell you, first of all, the review was written by a man named Mitchell Chapman. So already Incredible. confused by the it feels like the name is like a swing at feminist branding, right? But oh well. Anyway, um so yeah, the it's called Review, Revisiting Kikassia, written 2018. Let's see. Um Okay. I love I love this. I'm reading a blog post, um, and this paragraph is incredible. Okay. I had started to feel this way around the time Cacassia first came out. My significant other messaged me something to the effect of, so Cacassia was epic, agreed, and honestly, I didn't. <laughs> oh, that's the funniest possible reason to break up with your significant other. <laughs> I wasn't really. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. Watching Kickassia, I never felt like the people making it were having any fun. I wasn't really able to articulate articulate why until I watched to boldly flee <laughs> and realized that what fell off about it was every character was acting exactly like the nostalgia critic. Yeah, that's true. Which, but it's so yeah, funny because that implies big, like, that implies that this person was stewing over it for two years. Like, <laughs> why don't I like to this? Boldly flee. I and that. I feel like if you're watching Suburban, if you're watching To Boldly Flee, you probably watched Suburban Nights. So, you know, you sit through all of this other movie and you're like, I can't put my finger on it. Why don't I think this movie is epic? Why don't I like this? But yeah. Why don't I agree with my significant other that this movie is epic? Okay, so one sentence from the Her Campus review, because honestly, the review wasn't super. Actually, no, we're just going to read this paragraph. Most of it isn't very good, it's just a fairly middling review. Uh, A lot of it's like, well, it's very ambitious for when it was filmed. Uh, But it goes, it's also a comedy. And as a comedy, it works. 
of no no that does not disagree what many would call quote cringe-worthy moments end quote some jokes fall flat and while channel awesome's reviewers knew and had a big hand in shaping the format of online video reviews that does not mean they knew how to direct an independent film and that shines through in all aspects of it the cinematography is amateur as is the direction but what the film gets right is its gags and performances no that's that's not right that's incorrect Anyway, so now we're going to, this is one of those websites that like is from that early 2000s era where like there's like a star background over like a text block. You oh, know what I'm talking about? Does your, does your cursor have like a fun thing? Uh, no, it's just a normal cursor, unfortunately. So sad, let's, sad, let's take a look sad. at this. <clears throat> As I mentioned yesterday is the first sentence in this review, which rules that he just starts out this review like, you all know me guys. We're just getting right into it. Uh, let's see. He's calling it Meta Month. So he's doing his own like Channel Awesome style bit for his reviews. Um, let's see. He's going through. He's just summarizing the plot. Um, what else have we got here? We have a whole host of critics here, a large number of which I've covered over the last month. And most of them get put to good use here. No, this is wrong. I don't believe this. Um... Oh, Spoonie's mentioned. Let's see. Oh, yes. Linkara pulls out his patent impression for the final part, which makes for some good laughs. And he works as a good voice of reason for a fair amount of the weirdness going on. Spoonie plays up his alter ego a lot as a source of PTSD. One of the few times when this is when this supposed war film parody starts to feel as such. And his insano antics are always good. I disagree. I we said the whole thing about the Spoonie incident happening while uh, Doug was. Was that? Did we say that on was mic? That off mic. I think that was off mic. We're starting to talk about Doug off mic. Fuck. That's that's rough. Oh no! It started to consume if us. We did talk about it off mic. Uh, the Spoonie incident, which was essentially he reached a milestone on Patreon and then went insane. And immediately destroyed his career and everyone else's. Yeah, his I think his girlfriend left him around the same time as well. Yeah. He And is, so he started posting insane shit on Twitter. Yeah, and I think the one that like really prompted it was he like didn't he like tweet like a roofie joke at some other guy on Channel Awesome or something? I'm almost certain yeah, that's what it was. It was somebody else on Channel Awesome. But yeah, so all of that went down while Doug was on his honeymoon, like over that week, and he came back and the site was just like melting down because Spoonie had destroyed his life in front of everybody and everyone else on channel awesome was like losing their shit over it, which is so funny because you know, Doug being married inherently funny idea. This happening the one week of Doug's life where he's like away from the internet. Oh, even funnier. Here's the tweet. Here's the tweet. Okay. Yeah. He tweets at someone and says, you know, if things don't work out with you and this person, I'd be happy to chain you to a pipe in my basement oh and my love you oh my way. My God. It's, and that's to a female coworker. Oh, it's so much worse than I thought it was. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, that's so bad. Who was that? That he, wait, let me see. Let me see who he was tweeting at because it just has the handle. Awesome. All right, while you look that up, I'm going to read. Um, here's uh, another thing that he says that I disagree with. The cinema snob bounces off of everyone else really nicely. Side note, cinema snob is still on channelawesome.com. Fun fact. 
and he honestly seems to have have the best handle on his dialogue delivery here. Angry Joe, that's the guy who's like screaming at all times. He's the one who like does the bit where he uh, runs into the room and like shoots guns in the air repeatedly. Uh, Let's his psycho flag fly as a crazed soldier, which is always a nice look for the guy. I I don't agree. Um, I also like, he says, uh, so, you know, the, the, the one bit, one of the only bits that I kind of enjoyed until they dragged it out really long was, uh, sage as like the medical examiner okay, it was oh yeah it was jesu otaku oh yeah he was mentioned he was on the uh not so awesome document um which i cannot stress I this enough listeners i read 72 pages of things about channel awesome in hopes i would uncover anything interesting about kickassia um and i did so i think it was worth it but still uh but yeah so sage is the guy who plays like the medical examiner who's like smoking is good for your health and then realizes the graph was upside down um and it's uh, pretty good that's a, a good bit it's a good bit it's just it's couched a little in like played that. out yeah it's a little played out it goes on a little bit too long and it's like buried in that like atrocious news segment um but yeah anyway it's just very funny because they go he shows sage shows some more of his vicious personality with his scene detailing his work as the nation's medical official giving him some nice material those are like the only lines he has in the movie but it's very funny that he like shouts out i was like this is a scene in particular where he does very well um uh yeah so he basically go oh here's the other crazy thing in this review it serves as a nice showcasing of their individual styles even if some of them are underused and aside from a couple touches like the relationship between linkara and insano just take a guess as to where this sentence is going where do you think he what do you think he's going to say i have no idea there's no telling it's honestly pretty welcoming for new viewers no it's not this movie is incomprehensible, and I recognized most of the people in it. Yeah. Thinking that someone could just, like, come off the street and watch this and be like, ah, I understand what's happening here. Also, That's I love, uh, back to the, the Spoonie thing, because I'm going back down that Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, after he made that joke and all of his co-workers were like, you shouldn't make that joke, he responded by saying, I won't go to therapy because it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes oh it's so funny that now he just like posts like uh, Pictures like, of, uh sherlock fan yeah, fiction yeah it's insane he posts his spoonlock fanfics and like epic heck and pupper posts about his dog and that's all he does on twitter now it's it's so bad after like four years ago going like i will chain you up and assault you in my basement haha <laughs> it's a joke i'm not going to therapy oh um it doesn't work <laughs> But yeah, let me see. What was the other... There was one other thing that he mentions here. Oh, yeah. Uh, the final thing that I learned about this film that I don't think either of us processed... I, you might have caught this on your second review, watch, but uh-huh. I I didn't until then, uh, is the the bit where they like grind the film to a halt to explain the rules of the game Risk. Yes. Uh, that was James Rolfe, also known as the Angry Video Game Nerd. Um, So he... I don't know. I guess Doug called in a favor with him. Um... After squashing the beef. Yeah, after they squashed the beef on air. Um, he shows up in, I think, all of their movies. I know he shows up in this one and in To Boldly Flee. Um, but yeah, anyway, I thought that was an interesting note. Um, thanks, James Rolf. You're a class act. You did not have to do this. Don't, don't, don't show up in Doug's videos anymore, buddy. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the end of my notes about Kikassia. I have truly, I think exercised these demons from my body now that I have had a chance to talk about it again.
Um, do you have anything else? We can, uh, we'll enter the plug zone if not. I've just, it's just, are you just reading about Spoonie? I'm sorry. That tweet, I hadn't looked at what the actual tweet was. Yeah, I just knew he made a bad joke, and it's so (sighs) much worse than I thought it would be. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I know that, like, rape jokes were just a big part of online culture for a long time, and honestly, in some circles, they still are. But that is, (laughs) that is such like. We are unfortunately tangentially related to some of those circles, and I'd rather not. I'd like to note we kick those people out when they attempt to become more than tangentially related. Yeah, if you're, you can be an edgelord, you just also have to be funny. You don't even have the to be funny all the time. High. You just have to be funny sometimes. The stakes are high. Yeah. If you want to make a joke like that, it better be good. Yeah. Look, here's the thing, right? Jillian and I, we're edgelords sometimes. We're also funny sometimes. We're not always funny. And wholesome sometimes. Yeah, we're also wholesome sometimes. Um, I talked about how I cried uh, moments after I said that crying <laughs> makes you a pussy. And I think I'm allowed to hold these opinions. I would never because it does make you a yeah, pussy. I would. I. It, it's worth when I cried in front of that woman. It was a single manly tear. Uh, my my chin did that like thing like and it was because like your grandpa died or something. Well, you're closer than you might know. Um, but <laughs> anyway. whoops, uh, oopsie. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> God damn it! Look, you're gonna be edgy. You also have to be funny, or in the very least, you need to have a semblance of charisma. Uh, anyway, if you are edgy, funny, and have a semblance of charisma, maybe you'd like our Discord. Maybe you'll like the Discord, which you should join. You can find it on our Twitter, which you can it's also in the show notes. Also in the show notes at DougZoneCast. If you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, uh, yep. we both have a hand in the Twitter. Although I post there a little more often than you do. You do. Uh, I've kind of been MIA because of holidays yeah the instagram on the other hand is entirely ian's domain um it is it is Um, all basically just like this pick goes hard feel free to screenshot also listen to the dog zone which is an energy (laughs) i really like it is a good energy lately it's been like weird pictures that i try and match the energy of to do a plug my uh my fear is that one day partners hey fellow zoomers Yeah, my fear is that one day you'll, like, team up with Truck, and I'll just, like, open Instagram to find that, like, a photo of me from elementary school has somehow found its way onto our Instagram. <laughs> um, I'm gonna... I, I will find a yearbook, don't worry. But yeah, so... Uh, yeah, honestly, if I do team up with Truck, there, there'd there be some pictures on the Instagram. Yeah, you'll that. find something, I'm sure. Um, but uh, you'll find a rare short-haired Matt. Um, but anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so... The Instagram, we covered the Twitter, we covered the Discord. Leave uh, us reviews. Yeah, if leave you'd us like. reviews on your platforms. That would be nice of you. Uh, this was a somewhat chill way to take out the year, I think. You know, just, yeah. just hanging out. I liked this. It was I liked lovely. this. Lovely. Uh, but uh, coming in January, I'm talking with a couple people. We've got some fun guests coming up. Uh, it might be time to brush up on your animorphs. Um, unrelated to what i just said but guests are coming uh so stay tuned we've got some fun people lined up i'm excited for this coming month um and with that out of the way all that remains is to say hail doug zinga